Tis the season, first-gen fam. Yep, it's finally the end of 2020, which may be a really welcome thing to say. I was just thinking that mm. today. You know, I'm, I'm doing my last few assignments for the semester, some of which are, you know, uh, just because of how crazy the year is, the due dates get to stretch beyond Christmas break, and I'm putting in due dates for January of 2021, and it just felt good, and it felt promising. But mm. tis the season. So the eggnog is cold. The wool hunting socks are hung by the fire with care. And the Christmas tree is living out its final days before I try to turn it into a horizontal buck rub for next season. <laughs> Tonight is a special night. We are recording a bonus episode. We're calling it the Christmas special. Hopefully it'll be a, like some kind of annual tradition. And there, there are not two better dudes to record this with than my good friends Brandon, who you know well from The Hunt Fish Life, and... Our buddy Noel Gandy from Buck Ventures, the Woodsman. Noel was on with us clear back in episode 13, and uh, he's made a couple of uh, appearances in other places on YouTube videos. And of course, we talk about him all the time, and uh, we talk about the cool deer that he shoots and how uh, we wish we could <laughs> we could be Noel when we grow up and all that kind of stuff. But, but uh, That's right, <laughs> fellas, it's great having you on tonight. Thanks so much for joining me for the first ever first gen hunter Christmas special. We, we are honored to, uh, to be here and, you know, I mean, this all, you know, we've had obviously a great fall. We've, we've learned a lot we'll hear, you know, from Noel, you know, about his experiences and it's been, I know I can speak for myself when I say it's been, it's cool to, you know, to be hunting for, you know, decades and, uh, you know, and, and still, you know, have a year where you where you really feel like, wow, I really, I learned a lot. I, I grew as a hunter. Um, and then, you know, here we go converging on just a great time of year with Christmas and all that that means. So, man, what, what, how could it get any better? We're here talking about hunting, talking about Christmas. I mean, well, wow, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, well, I, well stated. I appreciate the, uh, the introduction. After this is over with, I'm going to get you to call my wife and my kids. <laughs> i think i could probably do that yeah yeah that'd be, that'd be my christmas gift to you maybe it'll uh get you an extra few hours of uh deer hunting in this this uh, late season here but uh you don't quite have the pressure on you this late season because you've already uh you've already wrapped your iowa tag around the antlers of a beautiful iowa buck could you kind of Tell us the details on that. I've been really interested in hearing. Yeah, you know, I uh, filming for the television show. It always feels like pressure for for whatever. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, but I did. I think it was. I was trying to think back to the date. I think it was November the twenty third. So it's probably um, the latest I've ever gotten a deer um, in Iowa. Well, I know it's the latest I've gotten a deer in Iowa with archery equipment. But um, I think last year I got a Kansas deer on uh, on maybe it might have been the 23rd. It just might be oh. a really good day. But uh, yeah, the reason it was so late is because, and I was sharing with you guys earlier, I've had just the pleasure of hunting with uh, with other people and and filming some and uh, shared with my brother for uh, about eight days, kind of peak of the rut, and that was incredible. Mm. Uh, I was over his shoulder for his biggest archery deer ever and oh, uh, that's awesome. came off of one of my farms. So I was, you know, it's been a, a stellar year, but I killed a good eight point. Uh, he's 130 inch, like three-year-old deer, you know, it's, I'm not ashamed awesome. to, I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yeah. an awesome deer, yeah, man. Hunted, hunted 40 plus days. And, mm -hmm. uh, I knew my time was drawing near, only had a day or two left to hunt. And, uh, he he was the second or third buck I had seen cruising that morning, and so I'm assuming he was part of that that um, just late uh, push by by bucks to to find a, a hot doe. You know, yeah. most of the season's been done, and we call it second rut where they kind of get crazy again, and you can you can get on some big deer yeah. during that time. And uh, calling had not been working for uh, you know for me for six seven days, and Boy, it did that morning. It just lit up. 
Uh, that's awesome. It's crazy, man. The, the same woods, you know, that have been hunting the whole time. It's just like it, a light switch flipped that morning. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the first, the first three-year-old came by and he was 135 inch seven point that I've seen a bunch of times. And I let him slide. And, but boy, I tell you what, I couldn't, I couldn't leave the safety on that, uh, on that Bowtech two times in yeah. a row. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was a cool deal. He he was by himself and I grunted. Uh he, he was running away from me, uh just checking a creek line and I grunted and he came to 35 yards, man. It was it was nothing uh, no extraordinary hunt. It just happened and it was awesome. And that I told my brother, you know the thing about uh after you kill one deer, you know you know what you want to do. Mm, yeah, what I, I want to kill the next one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Ready to go again? No, that's it. Was a beautiful, a beautiful buck and uh, a great Iowa buck. And um, yeah, just that. You know, to me, when you kill a deer like that, you know you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it because a you eat them. B. That's right. Uh, it made your heart do a little little uh jump when you saw him come out and uh just the pure excitement and and joy that that goes along with it so hey i i i my hat is off to you and you know the let's see here it was the last time brandon and i recorded so this will be on some future episode to all of our listeners here but um kind of walk through the list of everybody who is in our uh deer season 2020 kickoff youtube video and uh uh you made the list for guys who had uh filled a tag so uh i think uh, i think it's just down to brandon and me (laughs) as far as as far as bucks go so brandon's got a couple of nice does on the ground so yeah, I, I really got to get going here with the program. Hey, but. your time's coming, Kent. Your time's coming. Time's hey. coming. That's I, right. I, I hope so. I, I really I'm do. But. I'm looking forward to our late season. I, I actually have a have a couple of hammers I've got my eyes on. And so if they can survive one more weekend of shotgun, man, they're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. That's right. You have uh, old Noel out there with one of his CVAs. Yep. So I, I, I shoot a CVA too. I actually, I got my brother to, to get one last year. And they, those are just, those are just such nice guns, but that's not what we're here for. Well, maybe it is. Cause we're, we're, we're transitioning now. Speaking of nice guns. Uh, I thought it would be kind of fun since it is the, the Christmas special to go a little gift minded. You know, when we get older, we're like, Oh, it's not about the gifts anymore. It's just about getting together with family. But man, I'm telling you when I know that there's something on my list, you know, you know, what I'm talking about, you guys still do lists, you know, so you get like a gift exchange in your family or your parents mm-hmm. are like, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? Or, and, uh, yeah. You you know sometimes it can be kind of hard to come up with something that you you like really want, but usually there's there's like one thing that I really got my eye on, and uh, you know so so I still get excited about Christmas presents even at the uh, uh, ripe old age of thirty one, but uh, <laughs> you know even in Christmas past you know when you're a little kid and you're like screaming your head off when you see the Christmas tree, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought we mm-hmm. could maybe tap into that excitement for this episode and kind of focus mm-hmm. on the uh, gift side of things. So, um, you know what? Let's go straight to Brandon here. Uh, I have three I have three categories of gifts. So the mm-hmm. first category is best hunting-related gift. I guess we could say outdoor-related gift. So if it's a fishing thing, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um best gift we've ever gotten that mm. you know just like most meaningful or whatever just the coolest whatever it is then the strangest hunting related gift we've ever gotten and then the one thing that we have on our list this year that if that we want it bad enough that if we don't get it we're going to go and uh buy it for ourselves after <laughs> after christmas <laughs> is over so let's uh let's just go ahead and take it one at a time though one category at a time we'll, we'll kind of work in a round robin way here so brandon mm-hmm. best or most meaningful coolest hunting fishing related gift you ever received well this this is probably going to sound cliche but you know when i was 8 years old 
got the old Red Rider BB gun. All right. And that was, I mean, that really was the start of, you know, at that, by that point I had, you know, been out in the deer stand with my dad for a few years and, you know, just kind of tagging along and everything. But that was, that was the first point in which, you know, I was able to, you know, where, where I grew up, you know, it was just nothing but farmland around. We really barely had any neighbors. You know, we were always going in the hedgerows, you know, was tagging along with my dad for rabbit hunting, different things. And so finally able to get out and, and even, you know, shoot at the blackbirds and, and, you know, and just, you know, the, that really is kind of what started, you know, just kind of learning, you know, figuring out, you know, shouldering a weapon and, you know, just different things like that. And I mean, just how many little birds, I mean, even doves and, yep. you know, just different things that my brothers and I end up getting over the years. And I mean, we would, I mean, we'd put little stalks on, you know, out, you know <laughs> just, I mean, just, just so many great memories, you know, with, with those little guns. And I mean, you know, it actually, now, you know, got my, my kids a little red rider, just, I mean, they're a little too young yet, but, you know, got to take them out there and just kind of help them with it and, you know, start to teach them a little bit. So the old red rider, man, I mean, let's tell you, it's, it's hard to beat something like that. Just so iconic from growing up. And I mean, we, we used that thing for so many years and I mean, just growing up as a teenager, just, you know, even just having fun in the backyard with the bros. I mean, wow. What a, what a, what an iconic gift that man just tied to so many great memories. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That that is about as classic as it gets, and certainly <laughs> something that uh, that uh, just stokes up those passions to be outside yes. and, and get that. Like you were talking about those little stocks and everything, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. getting that hunting that hunting feeling uh, instilled in you. So that's yes. awesome. Well, Noel, how about you, man? It wasn't necessarily a Christmas gift, but my dad. Uh, it was a pre-Christmas gift. Because he said this is going to be your gift for Christmas and birthday and next Christmas and your next birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had one of those? Yeah, uh, yep. For for Father's Day in twenty years when you become a dad. But, uh, <laughs> my dad, uh, fifteen years ago or so, I suppose. Um, well, in two thousand and seven, so maybe fourteen years ago. Um, gifted my brother and me a a hunting trip. We had always dreamed of going to the Midwest. I'm from Mississippi. I live in Iowa now, but sure. it, my brother and I had always dreamed of just hunting these these monster bucks. You know, in the Midwest, we've watched Bill Jordan and uh, and crew chase them forever and on yeah. TV. And uh, he he paid for us to go on an outfitted hunt to Central Kansas with uh, with rifles. It was a rifle hunt, and uh, so that awesome. was that started a uh, a love affair with the Midwest and, yeah. uh, and I've not ever, uh, I, I've hunted the Midwest every year since then. <laughs> so I eventually moved there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I've certainly gotten some, some wonderful gifts over the years and, and blessed, but that's, that has probably been the most lasting and impactful gift I've ever received. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's a really good one. Yeah, well, for me, you know, as you guys know, uh, first-gen hunter, so didn't grow up hunting. I did have a BB gun when I was a kid, but uh, I I had to earn that by crossing the monkey bars when I was like six or seven. (laughs) Uh, But, but, um, yeah, so my my son's, he's not going to get off so easy, you know, he's going to have to do something. But, but, um, uh, for me, you know, I got like a lot of fishing gear growing up and stuff. We did outdoor stuff, but... But if I really had to say my most meaningful thing, it actually came from my brother Luke, who to this day, other than, you know, wandering around the yard with pellet guns and BB guns when we were kids, uh, has never hunted a a minute of his life and he is more than happy to keep it that way (laughs) but uh which is totally fine it's not for everybody um but um we do a gift exchange now as we're all uh grown and uh we draw names for uh for each other and uh one year um my brother Luke drew my name and uh, Luke is actually a really uh, talented uh, woodworker. That's kind of his mm-hmm. thing. He, 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 I mean, he'll do like, 
you know, some of the, the bigger deal stuff, like, you know, make a table or something like that. But, but his mm-hmm. thing is more like the nitpicky, really intricate. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Almost like mm-hmm. artwork, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it just so happened that this was right, you know, maybe year th- three for me for hunting. So I was, you know, starting mm-hmm. to get the hang of it a little bit. And, um, I, uh, shot a giant rooster um with Mm. my grandpa it was it's still the biggest pheasant i've ever seen and uh Mm -hmm. of course though being a new hunter you know i didn't know anything about i you know like you know to me you wouldn't go taxidermy a pheasant you know now looking back it's like dude every time i go to go to like a bass pro or something i see all their trophy rooster like oh wow yeah Yeah. (laughs) probably should have uh (laughs) <laughs> looked into that being like a record or something but yeah, uh, right, thankfully right. thankfully i kept the uh tail feathers off him it was a really cool mm. story my my grandpa and i you know my my bird dog that was like his first year for when he was really getting it figured out and so uh i actually ended up flushing the bird while we were walking a field and i shot it knocked him down and then um uh we could not find this bird for anything finally my dog found him and got him up running again and uh my grandpa was like right in the perfect spot and he just put him down with his old browning 16 gauge and uh you know so it was just really cool how all three of us played that role in getting this bird and and um so i kept the tail feathers and they just basically sat in my garage uh for like a year and when Luke drew my name, I was like, you know what? I should do something with those tail feathers. Those things are huge, man. They're, they're so long and beautiful, and, and they're really a trophy. And uh, so I asked him to make me a uh, um, kind of a plaque, but in the shape of uh, the state of Iowa. And, uh, nice. yeah, he cut out this, like, beautiful oak uh, plaque in the shape of Iowa, and uh, mounted it onto like another plaque that was you know like your typical plaque looking thing so it's like like this nice three-dimensional thing going on and he basically turned the state of iowa part into like this pocket that then he then fastened the tail feathers into and uh just looked so cool i mean just a just really a beautiful uh piece of work and you know i was a little nervous giving him those tail feathers because i mean they were a trophy you know and i sent them off yeah. and, and he just took care of me he he made it he made it made did it justice you know he mm. he really did a nice job put a lot of hours into that and he was he was really concerned if i'd like it or not and man he just knocked it out of the park and honestly awesome. i I, w- I would say that if uh the house was on fire after i had the kids and the pets and, <laughs> not, and you know my wife out <laughs> then uh and my wife does not come after the pets for the record. My wife, my kids, my pets. There we go. I mean, I'll have to edit that. But, <laughs> but uh, after I had all them out, I'd be heading, I'd be running back into the flames to get my uh, rooster tail feathers back. But but no, yeah, that was yeah. that was that was the gift for me. So that yeah, was pretty Very cool. cool. Awesome. All right, the strangest. Noel, you get to lead us out this time. What's the strangest hunting, or we could just say outdoors related gift you ever received? Yeah, I had to think about this one a little bit, and uh, <laughs> my it, it also came from my dad, which is <laughs> I, I, is ironic because he's not the best <laughs> gift giver ever. Uh, <sighs> in fact, he's not a very good one at all. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I know he'll listen to this, and I don't want him to feel bad because he does. He he does wonderful. I love my dad. Yeah, uh, he gave me one year. I can't remember how old I was. I was probably. Uh, preteen or, or very very early teenager and uh, he gave me a 12 pack of cokes of coca-cola ra- wrapped up uh, <laughs> like and it was it was when you know now they're all in these uh, uh cylinder looking cases they used to be in, in these big rectangle cases and uh it was you know it was right when the fridge packs became a thing so i knew exactly what it was it was wrapped uh anyway <laughs> Uh, so I opened it up like, thanks, you know, <laughs> but, uh, it came. Uh, so my dad had, uh, and my dad, like he, he hunts, he, he certainly took me hunting. And, uh, I, I think he, uh, probably, I, I don't know if he enjoyed taking me more, but his enthusiasm for hunting has waned over the years. Mm, sure. Um, uh, and, and 
that he had lined up with some of our relatives uh, to take me uh, to their farm out of town. So it was my first hunting trip. Okay. You know, and we were going to go and stay in uh, a borrowed camper that was already, I mean, it was already in place and stuff. And I don't know, it was just a, he, he gave me the 12 pack of Cokes and he's, and I'm like, you know, you know thanks. You know, <laughs> he said, that's to take on our trip. We're getting ready to take off. So get, get ready to go. And so that was just his. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, cool. I, that that was a really neat uh, experience. I, he also that year gave me a hunting jacket, a coat to go with mm. it. Kind of oh, finished the cool. ensemble, and I'm pretty sure I, I used the coats more than I did the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man, good. probably drank them all on the way there. Had to stop oh, for like a bathroom break like five times. You know, before we <laughs> it's two two hours away or two and a half hours. They, they were gone. Yeah, a little pork chop of a fella growing up. Oh man, that's awesome! That's awesome. Well, Brandon, what's your? uh, You know what? Here, I I don't always have to go last year. I'll 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 go next. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So for me, um, it's actually been really touching now that I'm, uh, uh, you know, into hunting and my family. It is a foreign thing to them. You know, mm-hmm. because I didn't grow up hunting. My dad, my dad didn't hunt. My dad was big into the outdoors as far as you know, fishing and backpacking that kind of thing. But but definitely not hunting. So when I ask for something, you know, I'm pretty specific now because I'm you know doing the research and everything, seeing what everyone mm-hmm. else is using that kind of thing. And he's he's great about about getting it for me. Well, like uh, the year I shot my first deer ever, this guy from my church took me, Mr. Kevin Phelps, who I've I've mentioned in the podcast before, mm-hmm. just a just a great friend and mentor to me. And uh, I had these boots, leather boots, that were not suitable for mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. the uh, cold weather. And my feet were just, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been so cold in my life as the day that I shot that deer. I was just mm. freezing. And um, I was basically like, well, that's not going to happen again. I'm going to. I'm going to make sure that I take care of this. And uh, so I was talking about it with my dad. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show on the History Channel. It's been on for a long time. I think it's called uh, Mountain Men. Oh, yeah. And um, the guys who live in Alaska on that show, they all my dad noticed they were all wearing the exact same footwear. It was these uh, super, like, bulbous-looking white boots and uh he's like hmm wonder what those are all about so he starts doing some research into it i mean these guys are like wearing these things it's like 40 below zero you know and they Mm -hmm. all they Mm -hmm. all have them and he does some research well it turns out these boots are known as bunny boots b-u-n-n-y bunny boots and uh they truly are known for being essentially the warmest boots on the planet period mm. and they're like wow yeah they're like military issue and um they're just they're just so well insulated so he bought me a pair of bunny boots for christmas and you look at these things and they look like you belong on the moon man they are <laughs> yeah. they are funky looking but man are they warm and you better believe i'm packing them for my uh late season uh <laughs> Yeah, hunting trip this go. weekend so deer yes. don't deer don't care how you look as long as uh you don't look threatening right so mm, uh, that's right that's that's the they're pretty strange looking but it's a great gift nonetheless so very cool <laughs> all right brandon how about you man well i'll give a strangest scenario you know uh, back when i was younger you know I, now since you know kind of getting older and having kids and whatnot i've really just over the years, I put more and more time into deer hunting, but growing up, you know, we were kind of, we did a lot of different hunting, you know, we did a lot of waterfowl hunting, geese hunting, sure. uh, ducks, all that type of good stuff. And one year, my, my parents, my dad, you know, got us, he got us like five guns, you know, like oh wow, waterfowl guns, you know, just, I mean, it was just a, it was really cool. And it was probably around the time I was, it was maybe like 17. And, um, so we thought, man, let's, let's, let's get in the truck and go up to the property. You know, let's, let's shoot, let's just, you know, target practice a little bit, have a good time. So we got in the, in the 
truck and we put the i mean don't even ask me why a 17 year old man i I mean don't even ask me why i did this but (laughs) here i'm putting all these brand new guns in the bed of the truck oh Uh, no yeah Yeah, i don't even know why and make matters worse i never closed the bed oh so here we are we drive away get to the property and not all of them had slid out like three of them slid out (laughs) so we get to the property and, and I, once again, I guess being a teenager, I, we got there. I, oh yeah, there's still a couple, still a couple guns back here. I was just shooting these things off. So it wasn't until <laughs> I got back home. <laughs> Wait a minute here. What? <laughs> I know. I know. It was so bad. So bad. You so were bad. like, so, you said, "Let me get this straight." So you get there. You lost half your arsenal out on the road. And you're like, well, glass half full, fellas. Let's get the guns out and get to work. I was clearly a very laid-back 17-year-old. Oh it needed, needed to be a little more on point, obviously. Oh, my but, goodness. Uh, we, we get back, and then, you know, we realize, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, these are, these are I mean, brand-new guns, and, you know, I mean, it was they were expensive. My dad put a lot of time into all of this. And so my, my mom actually starts going, driving up and down the road and she drives past, there was, there was a business up just North of where we were living that we were very familiar with. And she drove past and she thought she saw some guns in the back of one of the people's vehicle. So she called the owner of the business and long story short, a, a guy, one of the employees there had driven by the, the guns had slid out like right, like road front, right by her house. And someone had driven by and just picked them up and wasn't going to say anything. Oh um, my goodness. She got a hold of the owner and the owner talked to the guy and, and he was like, Oh yeah, I, I found them. And, uh, yeah. And it, so we ended up getting them back, which was a huge blessing. Whoa. But I mean, it was, like talk about, talk about something that could have gone real bad so yeah. i mean wow that's that's, that's my strangest scenario related to christmas christmas gifts that's a that's a, that is a crazy story but that is a good story <laughs> and i'm glad i'm glad it ended the way it did man yeah. i might not be here if it hadn't <laughs> we're, we're gonna go ahead and change the name of this episode yeah. to the christmas miracle yeah, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you see some like 10 year old riding around with like a 30 out six on his uh, over the handlebars of his bike <laughs> Where'd you get that, sure that the Martins? My, I will make sure my sons never put guns in the bed of a truck. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh. All right. So we're well, looking at we're looking at the 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 one gift that if someone yes. didn't get it for us, we would have to get it for ourselves. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. No. No. What do you think, sir? Yeah. Let's see what Noel has to say. If uh, by by December the 26th, I will have a new uh, Magellan Outdoors 55 quart uh, ice chest. Ooh. Whether Santa Claus brings it or Noli Claus has to go get it, <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I, I'm hoping the former, but I'm predicting the latter. Yep, yep. No, I, that uh, that'd be a good I, gift I for my sure. Yeti recently. Uh, due to some branding conflict <laughs> oh, and no. uh, so i'm in need of a, uh, a a little nicer ice chest than the uh, styrofoam rig that i currently have going <laughs> mm-hmm. yep yep well, well well i hope uh hopefully you made the the not or the nice list this year and uh <laughs> taken, i'll say this it's taken a lot of patience not to go and just get it right and actually wait apparently uh I've already ruined one Christmas gift. Oh uh, no! When oh. I when I when I wore a particular uh, sweater or a, like a pullover, uh, a brand new pullover to me, I wore it into the living room one morning, and my my wife's eyes just got as big as saucers. Oh no! And she said, "Have you been in my packages?" I'm like, "No." What are you talking about? And she went and pulled the package out of her closet. Of the exact sweater. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't think about it, man. If I see stuff and, you know, I've, I've have the means to get it and I like mm-hmm. it, I get it. And, and yeah, uh, sure. You know, 
apparently I ruined Christmas. So <laughs> <laughs> I have tried not to buy this ice chest, but like it's on sale right now. And I'm like dropping hints that it's on sale right now. Like don't wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know. I know that. I know that uh, procedure there. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I hope you, I hope you get it, man. Uh, you know, something similar to that happened to me a few years ago. Uh, I, I, I think my wife or my parents got me this really nice uh, flannel shirt from uh, Legendary Whitetails. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten any of their stuff. They, they, oh, yeah. make, they make really nice stuff. And uh, it's just this, like, green, you know, like military green solid color shirt. And great for, like, wearing to work and stuff like that. Well, we're about to open up uh, Christmas presents at my in-laws. And uh, we're... My father-in-law just starts talking to me. He's like, hey, Kent, have you uh, ever seen that commercial where that guy walks into uh, the room and he's wearing his pajamas and his wife is wrapping the pajamas that he's uh, wearing? And and uh, I'm like, yeah, I've seen that commercial. He's like, yeah, well, that's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had, like bought me the exact same shirt, and uh, here I am wearing it. So I I know the feeling, oh, man. I know goodness. the feeling. All right, Brandon, uh, you're up, man. What are you getting? You know, this might sound really, really basic, but. You know, my my new favorite gun is a uh, 450 Bushmaster that my that my father got me last year, and it is like, I mean, it is impossible to find ammo right now. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it, it, interestingly enough, so you know, I've I've been mentoring a couple guys this year uh, for for hunting and whatnot, and one of the guys is actually the assistant pastor in my church, and oh, uh, we're okay, good friends yeah. and just having a great time. And and the uh, senior pastor came to me. He's like, hey, you know, thinking about uh, you know, church, you know, getting him a gun, you know, whatever, you know, you know, he's getting into it and everything. And, um, I mean, you just can't find guns right now. Like, I mean, yeah. talking about, you know, I, 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 another pastor friend, you same type of deal. One who kind of wanted just a starter gun, you know, 870 Mossberg 500, something, you know, and you just can't find them anywhere. You can't find any ammo. And I mean, I'm down to like, <laughs> I've got like 10 rounds and I'm like, Oh man, the thing is sighted in. I mean, it's perfectly sighted in. Everything's great, but I'm like, Oh man, I need to find more ammo. So I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm searching, searching high and low. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to get some, I mean, either that, or I need to make those 10 rounds last, (laughs) (laughs) make sure those 10 rounds last, which hopefully knock on wood, I don't need to use more than 10 rounds. So we'll see, but that's, that's going to be my goal. So we'll see what happens. Good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah. I, I, uh, I hit the ammo shelf, uh, the other day and, uh, Mm. It was pretty sparse. It was uh, very mm-hmm. sparse. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I th- I'm sure there's a whole list of reasons why that is, but I, I honestly think that there are a lot of people that went out hunting this year, and those, those uh, hunting rounds, I just think they uh, were kind of a hot commodity more so than, yeah, than what ammo companies had prepared for in the years prior. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, uh, that's a sustained thing going into the future, yes. but. Um, yes you you know how it'll be the, the day after the season's done there'll be a fresh shipment there for you so <laughs> yeah that's true that's true oh <laughs> uh, yeah well for cool. me mine is a a uh a, a gift that i put on my list like literally uh two weeks after christmas last year <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, watching a uh, another channel, another uh, uh, hunting channel, and um, I saw these guys wearing a brand of gear that I'd never heard of before. And so I started looking into it, and I found it's uh, Horn Hunter. Have you guys heard of that, Horn Hunters? Oh, I, think. I don't know if I have. I don't think so. Uh, they make, like, backpacks and... Okay. Uh, bino harnesses, which is the thing I'm looking for, is a a yeah. chest bino harness. I'm a big mm-hmm. I'm a big binocular guy. I, I mm-hmm. if I don't have my binos with me while I'm hunting, I just I feel totally uh, yeah. <laughs> unprepared, you know. And yeah. um, since I've been bow hunting, I also you know now have a rangefinder all the time. Well, uh, the, currently the way that I have uh, been able to most efficiently carry both is of course just use the old uh, standard issue neck strap on my binos. And then I uh, do like, you know, a little slip knot loop with the, uh, 
little uh, wrist <laughs> strap from my uh, rangefinder around my uh, lanyard for my binoculars, and both those things like slap around like crazy while I'm walking, and and yeah. uh, I could really really use a bino harness so if i don't mm. get it that'll be uh probably the first thing i i head to uh the <laughs> store for so very great well another thing that i am looking forward to hopefully receiving and uh not that i don't have enough of these kent and uh brandon but as mm -hmm. uh, trail cameras i enjoy oh yeah, yeah. i enjoy trail cameras and uh cellular cameras in particular and uh, this kind of leads me just to some thoughts that that i had in the way of receiving gifts if you don't mind if i share those thoughts right now I, yeah I, absolutely man one of the things like when you get trail cameras i know I, I start deploying them during the summertime and um one of the things that you absolutely have to have with a trail camera is a battery and there mm -hmm. is nothing worse than getting half mile into uh, to a <laughs> crop field and, and putting the camera out and realizing that you had not loaded it with batteries before you got there oh, or, yeah, yeah. or even the memory card or something like that. So on my list, I have, uh, you know, the stealth cam tr cellular camera that I want with batteries, like that's in parentheses there because, <laughs> you know, there's nothing I think about back to being a kid and, there's nothing more frustrating than getting a new toy and wanting to play with that new toy and finding out that the package has this hidden line on it somewhere that says batteries not included. Yep, right. Right. So, yep. so frustrating. And 2020 this year, it just seems to be like the gift that is without batteries. You know, it's just mm -hmm. it's a good way to say it. It's it, a good way it to is, say it. It is just, you know, how do you find and again, this be the pastor coming out in me, I suppose. But how do I find joy in something that's not complete? Or how do you uh, even get a little more serious? How do you have hope or peace or joy or, or love in in a year that it just, again, seems so incomplete? And it seems to be mm. like continually draining us of energy. Can't you, you mm. mentioned just in a private conversation and I appreciated that as hunters, we felt like we're never satisfied. You know, you, uh, I, I, you know, I killed a deer and said, you want to know what I want to kill? The, I want to kill the next one. I'm still yep. going because yep. there's more. Or you mentioned shed hunting. That's something you're passionate about. Like you find you find a big one. Well, you don't quit looking, you know, you keep yeah. looking for more because you're never satisfied. And our I, I'm not. I, there's always something to learn. There's always something to to do. Uh, even just being in, in the deer woods. My my son mm -hmm. has a tag currently, and I don't. And uh, he's been primed up and ready to go. But he wasn't feeling well last week on one of the evenings that we had planned to go hunting, and I was going to take him. And so he he laid down to take a nap, which like you know this dude is not feeling well if he's laying down to take a nap. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left him, and uh, I just took the video camera by myself, no weapon, nothing. Just and I've hunted forty five days or or fifty days or something like that. <laughs> but mm -hmm. Just because I, you know, I was scared something might come out and I not see it. I just not satisfied mm -hmm. ever, and. And I think about that, like with life, it is so difficult to be satisfied in life. And, uh, yeah. and especially in 2020, I've heard multiple people say, I can't wait for this year to be behind me because we want more. We yeah. want something better. Mm -hmm. I think about this season, this Christmas season, you hear these words, especially if you are a believer, you know, in, in Christ, or even if you're not mm -hmm. in Christmas carols and, and and just in in uh, you know storefronts or movies or whatever you hear words like hope and peace and peace on earth and joy mm -hmm. and love and all these all these things. But how can we how can we find that? And so I've been kind of stewing on that. And um, during this time of year, outside of like the traditional Christmas story that you're going to hear on like Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, from Luke. There are some some more traditional scriptures that are a part of this time of year. And, and some of those come out of the first chapter of the book of John. And some come out of the first uh, or out of 
excuse me, the book of First Thessalonians, chapter number five, and 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 John, his portion, he's telling the story of John the Baptist. And he's being questioned by these religious leaders of his day about who he is, you know, what's he up to? And he responds with just some awesome verbiage here. He says, I came to announce the Messiah. I came to tell about the Savior's arrival, and I'm here to tell everybody to get ready. Yeah. I'm here to tell people to get ready. You know, mm-hmm. everything's yeah. about to change. You need to be ready. Yeah. And then you read on. John did his job, which I hope that I can be. You know, it can be said to me that I've did my job. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus proved everything that John said. Later on, though, in First Thessalonians. Paul goes and he tells his friends, he's reminding his friends in Thessalonica. He says these words and guys, listen, this is, this is dynamic. This is like life changing stuff. Mm -hmm. In first Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 through 24, he says, rejoice always. And, and just cling to that for a second, because you think of 2020 and the lack of satisfaction, Mm. it's the junk right yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you know batteries not included like this is <laughs> so much potential and yes. it just crashed it was no good he says rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances he says for this is god's will in jesus christ he says don't quench the spirit and treat prophecies with content he says test them all and mm-hmm. This. He says, hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. Mm-hmm. He says, may God himself, who's the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And may your whole spirit, your soul, your body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then it says this. I love this. He says, the one who calls you is faithful. Mm. He yeah. will do it. And man, those words get me. They get me. The fact that he says that that he's faithful, that gets me. But this gets me too. And and I'm going to pivot just a little bit because I have a, a struggle here. And maybe you guys can help me here. The Bible says rejoice always. Mm. And I'm like, you know, rejoice always. Have you have you seen 2020? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you looked at Facebook? Pray <laughs> 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 continually. And I'm like, who's got time for that? Right. I mean, yes. to pray continually. What does he what does that mean? And he says, give thanks in all circumstances. And I'm like, seriously, do people really do that? I, I mean, honestly. You have to be some kind of looney tune to be happy all the time. And and I I say that, but then I realize I I look back at, at my relationship with God and my my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I can begin as I dive into that relationship and my walk with him, I can begin to understand maybe what Paul meant a little bit better. Yeah. Joy and, and peace and hope, all of these things, they're gifts from God. They're gifts from God. The, and, and I don't want to get too technical, but the, the root word for uh, for joy in Greek is the word chara, C-H-A-R-A. And that's very closely related to the Greek word charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, which means grace. So mm-hmm. joy, you have to look at it like this. Joy is both a gift of God and it's a response to God. It's, it's two different things. And it comes mm-hmm. when we're aware of God's grace and when we relish in God's favor. And so with that in mind, it's evident. It, I mean, it's it's like right there, even though it's difficult maybe to see if you kind of dig in between the lines here, it's evident that one way to experience joy, and even in the midst of 2020, even in the midst of dire circumstances, one of these ways to experience joy is by focusing on God rather than dwelling on, on the difficulties or the things that rob us of contentment. I tell you, right. my contentment's been robbed a lot this year. And, and, and my, I'll be even honest enough to say with you guys that my joy sometimes has been robbed this year yeah. because I focused on what is around me rather than what is ahead of me. And that is Mm -hmm. life in Christ. We can Mm -hmm. dwell in God's, in God's goodness. We can dwell in God's grace. And I tell you what, when we do, it is so much easier 
to not be nearly as worried about the world going on around me. Yeah. Mm. When I, mm-hmm. when I prioritize those things and, you know, maybe folks who are listening aren't believers or, or don't, they don't believe what I have to say here. And, and I understand that. And it might sound awfully preachy. Uh, and, and that's my role in life as a pastor. But it's, it's to try to share the good news that there are options mm-hmm. to, yes. to the junk of this world. Christianity, walking with Christ as, as Lord and Savior, it's not how some people misconstrue it as a, just a list of, of rules of do's and don'ts and thou shouts and thou shalt nots. It's about a relationship with a, with someone who loves you so very mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. and wants to live life in relationship with you. Paul writes to the Philippians. He, he wrote a ton. He wrote a mm-hmm. ton. In the Philippians, he wrote in, in chapter number four, verses four through eight, he says, Rejoice in the Lord's always in the Lord always. And again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and with thanksgiving, give your request to God. Then he says this. And this is what I would say to to your listeners. Kent, Brandon, who who maybe don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. The Bible that it already knows God already knows he says and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus guys mm. I I will never understand everything there is to know about God mm-hmm. and I can't describe to you I can tell you every detail and I, I gave you a very short synopsis of what happened on November 23rd when I killed uh, uh, that deer, when I, when I took that buck. Mm-hmm. I can get nitty gritty with details to you. To, I can tell you the wind direction if you needed to know it. I can tell you <laughs> the temperature. Or, I can give you all the, the details of that. And I can convince you that I was there. And I can convince you of what a good time it was. I will never be able to convince anyone about all there is to know about God, because I'll never know it all because it says here that it transcends all of my understanding. Mm -hmm. But I know this, and I can say this with confidence as, as a grown man, (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. say this with confidence. Something happened in my life when I decided to give my life over to Jesus Christ that I cannot describe to you. And it was something that was so good Mm. And so real, and my life completely changed. I, I don't, um, I, I don't know a better way to describe it. I, other than I once was blind, but now I see. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and I, I can't describe it any other way. Life lived with Christ for me has been so satisfying. And, and I know some people, you know, might not think that's a cool thing to do, or you know, might think I'm, I'm, I'm weak or something for having this walk with this thing that they can't see or this person that they can't see it. And that's okay with me. I don't have to have the approval of man mm-hmm. and know how I feel and to know where I was and where I am now in my life. Yeah. And so as I think about this idea of be re- rejoice in the Lord and be joyful, always, he says, how do I always be joyful? You know, at this point you could talk about all this like self-help stuff and that's, that's not going to help anybody. That's mm-hmm. temporary. Or I can yeah. be the only answer that's going to allow you to be joyful always. And I think RC Sproul said it best. He says the key to joy is the source. Yeah. And he says, which is the Lord that has mm-hmm. to be the source of your joy. So my yeah. deer hunting trip that my dad gave my brother and me, or my twelve pack of cokes, you know, <laughs> that he gave me, all any any gift that you can ever receive, anything you can ever put in your body, you know, uh, that is uh, that that might give you some temporary satisfaction. That is mm-hmm. just that it's temporary. It's gonna fade. You're gonna want it, want more. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hey, Sproul said the key to joy is the source, which is the Lord. He says, if Christ is in me and I'm in him, 
then that relationship, it's not a sometimes experience. The Christian is always in the Lord and the Lord is always in the Christian. And that's always a reason for joy. He mm. went on to say, even if the Christian can't rejoice in his circumstances, which let's just be honest, circumstances stink sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you can't rejoice in that and find yourself passing through pain or passing through sorrow or passing through grief, he says you can still rejoice in Christ. We rejoice in the Lord. And since he never leaves us or forsakes us, which the Bible exclaims that, that, that Christ never leaves you nor forsakes you. Since he never leaves us nor forsakes us, we can rejoice always. And so more simply, joy is is the fruit of the spirit that can create this realistic response that everything is going to be okay because mm. Jesus, because Jesus has come and he's present today and in his Holy Spirit and he's going to return to make all things the Bible says he's going to make all things new and so I, I've thought about this conversation that we've had of our favorite gift. And, and so we can ask this question, especially around Christmas time. It's a great gift giving time. And if you break down why we give gifts, it's going to point down to a religious reason. And I think that that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But what's the greatest gift ever given? You know, it's, I, I was thinking through some of my gifts and it's fun to think back of what you got as children. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, when I was 13 years old, I got a 19 inch color TV to go in my bedroom. <laughs> and let me tell you, buddy, <laughs> Genesis stayed hot on that day. <laughs> but the greatest gift wasn't that 19 inch TV or a deer hunting trip or a, I got a rifle one year. It's none of that. The greatest gift ever given was given by God Himself, and it was given by God in the form of a baby. And that baby's name was Jesus. You know, and, and and the story of the baby, the story is is incredible. Uh, there, there are so many layers to it. The virgin birth and the manger and, and angels and shepherds and wise men, all these things. Those, that's incredible. His, but his life after that, his death, those were the gifts. Uh, that's where the gifts truly lie. Yes. You know, Jesus lived a sinless life. And the reason that he did that was so that he could be a perfect sacrifice for the sins of man, for, for my sins, the things that separate me from God. He, he was the mm. sacrifice for that. And then here's the wild thing about Jesus. We celebrate his birth and this, the baby and the, we have a nativity scene that we love to look at. And it's beautiful. And, and we think about that. But Jesus, that baby grew up. And he died a criminal's death to pay for uh, he, to pay for the debt that mankind owed to God and that we could never, ever, ever pay on our own. The richest man in the world cannot buy his way into heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty incredible. Yeah. But praise God. That debt has been paid for us mm-hmm. on our behalf through this baby. Yep. That yeah. grew up and lived as a man and then was crucified. And accepting that fact uh, that Jesus is Lord and accepting that salvation uh, from an eternity apart from him is the only way to experience true joy. Amen. That's the only way. It, Jesus Christ and the salvation that he offers is the greatest gift that's ever been given. Yeah. And, and you and I can never top it. The only mm-hmm. thing that we can do is receive it. Mm, yeah. And be thankful for it. And I just, I appreciate the fact that, uh, that you guys are brothers in Christ and mm-hmm. uh, are willing to talk about this gift with me and, and with your listeners. Well, for sure. You know, the, someone once said, and I, I thought it was a great point. You know, if we, we know this truth, we have this gift, this greatest gift, and we don't share it with others. <laughs> I mean, we're, it's inhumane to keep it to ourselves if we truly believe what we have is what it is. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
we really appreciate you Noel, for coming on the show tonight and uh for for uh sharing that truth with us and hopefully uh you know if you listen into this hopefully it's something you think about and and uh you know consider if you've ever uh received that gift for yourself and i like how noel said it doesn't matter how much money you have what status you have what you've done what you haven't done what you're going to do that gift is still there and that's how grace works and grace Mm. leads to joy and fulfillment and uh a life that is satisfied and not upended by a global pandemic and and uh lost uh expectations and fruitless pursuits um Mm. even it even it even helps you when you uh shoot your first uh buck with a bow in october and uh you never get to (laughs) lay hands on (laughs) lay hands on them but uh no it is uh the true source of joy so noel thank you so much for sharing that um before we finish here guys i uh i want to get a real quick update from each of you on your respective channels so uh brandon real quick hunt fish life man What's going on? Yeah. How can yeah, people find it, you? Yeah, man, it's been it's been an exciting year, man. I mean, it's it's you know, we we mentioned this earlier and, and just to to be doing this for so long and, and still, you know, growing, you know, in terms of hunting for so long and growing and, and you know, this being our first year doing the, the Hunt Fish Life channel and you know, the, the support that we've gotten and just the opportunity to, to share, you know, some of those things. And like, we're talking even here at the end, you know, the, the opportunity to be in Christ, you know, it, it makes the pursuits that we have, um, worthwhile, you know, because we ultimately do should be doing everything for his glory. And so it's, uh, it's been a really cool year. Um, we've been growing and just, excited to share, you know, humbly, you know, what, what the Lord has blessed us with. And, you know, it was cool to see some success this year from some guys in our group that, you know, hadn't either, either were new to things, um, or hadn't had success in a long time or, or in the case of, um, a couple guys, you know, being able to mentor them and we're looking to just kind of grow that, um, and just expand on that this next season as well. So looking for, looking forward to good things for, for late season and, and seeing what comes, but, um, you know, we're on Facebook and, uh, Instagram and, um, website is thehuntfishlife.com and, you know, just excited to, to continue sharing things and, and making memories. And, you know, it's really cool to be able to share it with people. You know, we, we talk about this a lot, but you know, it's, I, I have some hunting buddies, you know, that, that, you know, they don't, they're not in a group, you know, that, that where they really, you know, they, maybe they, you know, they have family, but family's not really into it. They kind of do it themselves. And so we're kind of on the periphery, like, you know, we'll be texting them and Hey, how you doing, man? You know, whatever. And, and you can tell that, you know, it's hunting is great and, and the outdoors is great, but man, when you have people that you can share it with, um, and, and you're connecting with people, I mean, it makes it exponentially better. And, you know, yeah. so we're really blessed to have, a group, you know, and, and even an extended group, you know, Kent, you and I and, and, and Noel and others, you know, we're texting and, you know, Hey, what's going on? How's it going? And it's really cool to have a, a you know, a group close by, but then also an extended group. And, uh, you know, we just want to try to encourage more of that, encourage more of the mentorship, encourage more of the connection, um, to, to, you know, just going towards helping to enjoy that brotherhood and sisterhood of the great outdoors. So looking forward right. to awesome things ahead. So we'll, we'll hopefully we'll have a good finished you know to the late season and looking forward to then getting into some turkey hunting in the spring and back into some fishing in the in the spring and the summer so i mean you know it's 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 a there's always a season to enjoy for the for the good lord's glory so we're excited about it that's right yeah, that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome i think what you were describing there is what my wife calls your man tribe by the way when you <laughs> yes there you go. Love that. each other <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. yeah no that's that's awesome that's awesome it's been a big year for uh buck ventures the woodsman noel can you give us a yeah. bit of an update on that i can man we uh we dropped the second season of uh, of the woodsman. So this is two different television. It's two different shows. Buck ventures is its own show. And the woodsman is its own show. Uh, but the woodsman is just presented by buck ventures. And so that's kind of how that works. Buck ventures is our national show. That's on sportsman channel, uh, on Wednesdays at eight. Um, and the woodsman is exclusively found on my outdoor TV, which is a hunting and fishing app, very similar to Netflix. But it hosts every television show that uh, Outdoor Sportsman Group 
uh, own. So anything that's on Outdoor Channel, anything that's on Sportsman Channel or World Fishing Network are all on uh, My Outdoor TV. And that's where that's where the Woodsman is featured there. And uh, yeah, we dropped 20 episodes on October the 14th and um, I'm on a handful of them just making brief appearances, mostly making fun of the people who are hunting on them. Uh, <laughs> my actual, my episode of the buck I killed in 2019, the, the 165 inch 10 point that beauty, we killed. A beauty. Uh, yeah. He's episode four of that. And it's a, it's a really cool is a, it was pretty special to see years and years and years of dreams be fulfilled, you know, of wanting to yeah. be a part of Apple yeah. television. And that was my first, I've been on TV a, a couple of times, but that was my first episode. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, I, I had to watch it by myself the first time. Cause I was scared. I was going to cry and I didn't want my wife to see <laughs> it. Like, she, made, she made fun of me <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all there. And it's just, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a Christian based show, but it is a show full of godly men and women. And mm. that theme is very, very, the, it has a thread running throughout it of, of, uh, of believers. And so it's a blessing to be a part of. So, yeah, I'd love to promote that, uh, Buck Ventures, the Woodsman and, uh, the Woodsman has its own Instagram account and stuff like that. So, but uh, yeah, for, for me, I just wanted to extend the offer that if any of your listeners have any other questions or comments about, uh, you know, just the gospel stuff that we talked about tonight, I'm happy to 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 talk or to message or whatever. And mm, that's uh, awesome. I, I'm at at Noel Gandy on Facebook and Instagram and you can private message me. I'll be thrilled to to share that with you because hunting is a is a, a passion for sure. But but Christ is my life and I want to share that gift with, with as many folks as, as I can. And so I'd love to talk that over with anyone who needs, who needs help. Yeah. Really appreciate that. The same goes for Brandon and myself and I'll put uh, links to uh, Noel's uh, Instagram and also to uh, the woodsman page and everything in the show notes for this as well. So no, that's awesome. And, uh, my outdoor TV subscription would be a great last minute Christmas present idea. Oh that you boy. Could, you could uh, nice. send out there. You could also pick up some gear from uh, uh, The Hunt Fish Life as well. And uh, might get there a little bit after Christmas by the time this episode drops. But hey, better late than never. Better That's late right. Than hey, ever. nothing wrong with that. I tell you, whenever you're scrolling through My Outdoor TV, I'll give a shameless plug. Whenever you're scrolling, whenever you log on, the first thing that you see just in the scrolling like headline portion of it is the link to, uh, to the show meat eater, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure some of you've probably heard of. Yeah. And then it kind of scrolls through there. Go, it's meat eater. Or, or last week it was meat eater, the woodsman bone collector crush our outdoors with Lee and Tiffany. I can't remember the name of their show, but it's, it's Lee and Tiffany Likoski, but we're right up in there amongst them, man. So that's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. a, Hey, that's a, that's a good place to be. That's some, yes. that's some big company right there. So mm-hmm. pretty wicked, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, everyone, first gen fam, we're talking to you right here. Uh, couldn't, couldn't say this in a more sincere way than ever. I hope truly as your year closes out that you do accomplish those hunting goals that you had set out even uh probably back in 2019 before we knew all this madness was going to come to be um, but i hope you can uh can uh, fill those tags and game bags and save your uh, pheasant tails and everything else and uh <laughs> you know and, and i hope it's it's truly a, a a season to remember from that standpoint but as noel said you know make sure you have the most important thing uh in the right spot which is uh finding the only satisfaction that is there and that is found in in uh, jesus christ so thank you so much uh, noel and brandon for being here thank you listeners merry christmas to you all and for possibly the last time of 2020 well there'll probably be another episode after this i'll say it but take care and take someone hunting